This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Good morning. Paul Braun with you, your host for this Monday edition of Real Presence Live, along with Blake Ritterman, and we are broadcasting live today in the Diocese of Fargo. We're in South Fargo at Rose Creek Golf Course, where we every year we have a Bishop's Charity Golf Classic Tournament. We call it Putt for a Purpose, and we raise money for uh, seminarian vocations and other vocations. We raise money for youth and young adult ministries and search programs, and it's just a really wonderful way to uh, have people from the diocese get together. And And we were talking, Blake, with uh, Steve Schoens earlier today, um, and he had mentioned something very important that, you know, yeah, we are broadcasting here from Fargo. We're talking about a lot of Fargo events, but we know we have a lot of other listeners from different dioceses. They have needs, and they have ways that they're raising money themselves. And Steve said you should contact their development office and see ways that you can help out your own diocese and maybe help out your own parish through annuities or donations or whatever, taking part in maybe if they have a golf tournament. This So... Yeah, we are broadcasting from Fargo, but there's a message for everybody. There, when it comes there to definitely that. is, and there's so many different ways that we can give. You know, we kind of talked at the top of the show about you know money is just a reality with which you know the world that we live in. But it's amazing how the Lord can use that in giving of our our financial resources to. Um, we get a lot back from doing that as well. And I tell you, a lot of our diocese throughout the listening area are good stewards of those funds. You know, just listening to Brady, listening to Tommy, and just seeing um, these guys are on fire. They they have met the Lord in a deeper way through the giving of retreats. So there's a lot of good things going on within our diocese throughout the listening area um, that you are called to support. So it's just a real gift to to be part of this event. Um, Steve was thanking RPR Beer. I'm, I'm thanking him for being <laughs> being a part of this. If it was raining, it might be a different thing. But well, it's a, <laughs> <laughs> we I don't recall I recall we've had times when it's been really kind of cold and windy, but yeah. not really raining pretty bad. But the last couple we've had just beautiful weather, just, and we've got it again today. We're, we're hoping to have Bishop John Folda on with us this morning. He uh, uh, hasn't arrived yet, so we're just going to kind of fill a little time. Believe it or not, Blake, this summer marks ten years that Bishop Folda has been our bishop here in Fargo, and it's just been a really fantastic ten years. I've I've worked with him now for seven years mm-hmm. and uh, have gotten to know him, a really pastoral person who is uh, just down to earth and loves Catholic schools, loves going out to our parishes, loves the seminary and vocations, uh, just is a real blessing to have here uh, in the Fargo Diocese, and we hope to have him soon. Um, I'm the director of communications for the diocese, so uh, I've been able to uh, uh, talk with him. And believe it or not, Bishop Folda is coming He's down arriving. the walk, yes. so we'll have him with us in just a little bit. But uh, he, what, one, one thing that uh, I get to do is I get to edit New Earth Magazine. And that's the magazine uh, that goes out monthly to uh, parishioners in the Diocese of Fargo. Uh, the latest uh, just came out, and you should be... Receiving it if you're listening to the Fargo Diocese, you should be receiving it very soon. But uh, part of uh, that is a, a conversation 
with Bishop Folda about his uh, 10 years as Bishop of Fargo, and we are privileged and really happy to welcome right now to our program the Most Reverend John T. Folda, Bishop of Fargo. Hello, boss. How you doing? <laughs> Good morning. I'm great. I'm great. It's great to have you here. Thank you. Um, we were talking about, uh, all morning we've been talking about uh, seminary formation. We've been talking about vocations, youth programs. Basically, what this tournament does uh, to, to raise money for. And I'd like to get your uh, thoughts on those programs and the importance that they have in the ministry of the diocese and the ministry of the church. Well, let's just start with the, uh, the youth programs. There's just such a need to uh, actively work to pass on the gift of our faith to our young, <clears throat> our young people and to help them uh, to encounter one another as they encounter Christ. I think that's just a really valuable thing, and our youth programs make that possible in all kinds of different ways. You know, we have a a variety of camps that are offered for young people of all ages. We have pilgrimages. We have the Steubenville uh, conferences that our, our young people take part in. And, you know, I could go on. There's a, there's a lot of different activities that are sponsored for them. And that really is what our, what our ministry is, what our mission is, to pass along the gift of faith. And that has to happen with our young people, first of all, because uh, they're the ones who will then carry that faith into their families and into the future. In talking with you in the past, uh, one thing that you've always reiterated is the fact that if we don't catch our children, somebody else will. You're right. Uh, I heard it said once at a conference that was put on for us priests, whoever wants the young generation the most is going to get them. And that's why we've got to work really, really hard because there's a lot of uh, forces, a lot of uh, ideologies out there that want to win over our, our young people and we've got to be just as industrious even more so just as zealous to win them for Christ and and you know I think we're doing a great job but a lot of young people drift away from the faith and so that's why what we're doing through our youth programs in the diocese and in the church is so very very important and that's why an event like this is important it takes families though to start that doesn't oh yeah it starts oh, in the home but then as you go on it takes monetary help yep. to do that doesn't it yep. that's why we're here that's right <laughs> yeah you know these these different events they unfortunately we can't do them all for free we're able to uh subsidize a lot of them and but it, it costs something to put these programs on and to to staff and to have the personnel to uh, run these initiatives and so that's you're right I mean that's why an event like this is so important it brings people together for a, a fun day of golf but really the underlying purpose is to support the work of our mission the mission of the church and that is to build up the kingdom of God so that's that's really what's going on here today well I will say that our mission for the golf tournament Blake and Bishop Fold is to someday get Bishop playing on a team <laughs> <laughs> That might take a miracle, Paul. 
Pray hard. <laughs> hey, right. <laughs> uh, but we, it is a fun time, isn't it? It is. Oh, it's a great day. I, I much prefer to just go around the, the course of the day and, and give advice to the, different, <laughs> to the different golfers, and they just look at me like, you're crazy. But well, we were talking about even the teams on the course. They might put up a prayer every now and then, and some of them go unanswered. Yeah. yeah. Well, Ed, no, every prayer is answered, Paul. Sometimes, it's just in sometimes the answer is yes, and sometimes it's no. <laughs> there we go. Just like a good father. And sometimes it's wait till the next hole. There we yeah. go. <laughs> so, Bishop, this year marked 10 years right. of, of being ordained a bishop, but also for the Diocese of Fargo. Right. Um, you've written an article on that in New Earth, which, which was great. But just for our listeners, just, you know, what is it, what are you most grateful for in these 10 years of what, what is the Lord doing in you um, being, you know, a priest, you know, and, the, and a bishop? What is the Lord doing in you and what are you grateful for in these 10 years? Well, I'm just grateful for the great gift of, of being a bishop. I mean, that all by itself is a blessing. It's a challenge. There's no doubt about that. But I've always felt very blessed to have this ministry in the church. You know, when I was ordained a priest more than 34 years ago, I never would have guessed that I would be doing this. Uh, and yet, you know, this is this is the direction God has led me. And so I can only be grateful for that. I'm I'm very grateful for the time that I've had here in the Diocese of Fargo. The people here are wonderful. The faith is deep. Um, the, the, the zeal for the faith is beautiful. There's a strong sense of family uh, in our homes, but in our parishes, too. You know, the, the, the sense of a parish being a family is very strong. And, and I'm, I'm just always impressed and really edified by that. So I've been very grateful. Uh, for the support that I've been given. I, you know, it's not all me. I don't do this all by myself. I have a, a wonderful uh, presbyterate. You know, the priests, the deacons uh, are, are fantastic in this diocese. They're always ready to step up and to go where they're needed and always supportive of me as bishop, and, and I try to support them too. Um, so I'm just grateful in so many ways. I think that uh, there's a lot of work to be done. I feel like I just got here in a lot of yeah. ways. You know, that time has flown. Uh, but God has been so very good, and I'm still learning. I'm still growing into this into this role that I have as bishop, and uh, I, I've loved it. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I think, you know, you've you were in that article. I remember you talking about, you know, you came from a great Catholic family, and just you know, being ordained a priest. It comes from <clears throat> for someone that's seeing an ordination of a bishop. It, it's very grand and beautiful, but it comes from just these ordinary means. We were talking at the beginning of the show, just, you know, vocation start is just a little seed. Oh, yes. Planting the seeds in, in family life or, or in other ways, too. Right. And it just blossoms into this beautiful thing. Um, you know, I know seminarians are very near, dear to your heart, being a rector of a seminary before you're na being named bishop. Um, so just talk about the seminarians here at the Diocese of Fargo and, you know, the need for vocations. Absolutely. Uh, we have a great group of young men who are in the seminary for our diocese. A bunch of them are going to be here today at the golf tournament. Um, it, it's true. We do need vocations to the priesthood because uh, unless there's that group of guys in formation, then as retirements happen among the priests, even as deaths happen, as we've had occurred this past spring, um, then there's nobody to take their place. And so... We constantly have to be encouraging and praying for priestly vocations in our diocese. I, I encourage families 
out there. I encourage moms and dads, teachers, to plant those seeds, just as you said, Blake, and to really encourage our young men to think about a possible vocation. Because God hasn't stopped calling, I'm sure mm-hmm. of that. But the culture is calling in a different direction. And so, mm-hmm. unfortunately, I think some guys are, are dissuaded from taking on this possibility or thinking about this possibility of a priestly vocation. But God is calling, and he's given the grace. And the men that we have are stellar. I, I'm just so blessed to have this group of guys that are um, headed towards the priesthood. And I, I think we can be very confident, but we always have to keep doing our part. We need to pray. We need to sacrifice. We need to do everything possible to encourage these vocations and to encourage the young guys who are already in the seminary. They need that encouragement. They need that prayer so that they'll stay the course and lead in the way that God uh, is directing them. Beautiful. Well, we're speaking with uh, Bishop John Folda, Bishop of the Diocese of Fargo. I'm your host, Blake Ridham, and along with Paul Braun, we're broadcasting live from Rose Creek Golf Course at the 17th Annual Putt for a Purpose Golf Tournament here in Fargo. We're going to take a quick break, but on the other side, we'll continue our conversation with Bishop John Folda. Stay right there. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. St. John Paul II called for a new evangelization, an act of love meant to reintroduce all the faithful to the love of Jesus Christ. This act of love has never been more urgent. In his work, The Judgment of Nations, historian Richard Dawson notes, the hope of the world rests in the last resort on the existence of a spiritual nucleus of believers who are bearers of the seed of unity. If we have faith in the power of the Spirit, we must believe that even these evils can be conquered. For the powers of the world are blind powers which are working in the dark. They are powerless against that Spirit who is the Lord and giver of life, and against those higher powers of spiritual understanding and love which are the essential gifts of the Holy Spirit. The battle for the world is first and foremost spiritual. Are you ready for battle today? Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. Let us run to Mary and as her little children cast ourselves into her arms with a perfect confidence. St. Francis de Sales. Join together with families across the local area for the Rosary, nightly here on Real Presence Radio. On Wednesday through Monday nights, tune in at 8 p.m. Central, and on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Central. Gather the whole family together and pray this powerful prayer with us. Join us for the Rosary, Wednesday through Monday at 8 p.m., and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central here on the RPR Network. What if you could earn a degree that offers the best of both worlds, an MBA and a master's degree in philosophy? The University of Mary offers one degree that combines world-class business training with a careful study of life's deepest questions through their combined MBA, MA, and philosophy program. By earning one degree in both philosophy and business online, you will rigorously engage the big ideas needed to address professional challenges. Visit catholicprofessional.life. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. 
Good morning, Real Presence Radio listeners all across the Real Presence Radio network. We are broadcasting live from South Fargo at Rose Creek Golf Course for today's Bishop's Charity Golf Classic, the but for a purpose for the Diocese of Fargo. And we have the bishop himself with us uh, for the last uh, uh, part of this program today. Bishop John Folda joining us, talking about uh, seminarians and talking about youth and the importance of, of uh, those programs. Uh, bishop, we're on Real Presence Radio, and the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops is really putting forward a big emphasis on basically retraining Catholics as to what is the real presence in the Eucharist. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure, I'd be glad to. Um, I, I think over the course of years, the bishops have become more and more aware of the decline in Eucharistic faith in, in our church, and there are so many Catholics who misunderstand what the Eucharist is. They don't really have a full understanding that the Eucharist is, as you said, the real presence of Christ among us. And it's it's seen more as a symbol, which of course is a completely uh, inadequate explanation and has never been the church's faith. The church has always believed that the Eucharist is holy and entirely the real presence of Christ. And and so the bishops have begun this initiative, what we call the Eucharistic Revival, uh, a little over a year ago now, and it's going to carry on for a couple more years. It's just a real concentrated effort to emphasize Eucharistic faith among our people and, to, and, and, and also to invite people back. Because, you know, over the course of the last few years with the pandem pandemic and other things going on, a number of people have drifted away from regularly attending Mass and participating in the Eucharist. And... You know, the, the more that takes root and the more that's allowed to stay as it is, then the more people will continue to drift or, or just kind of get stuck in that uh, pattern of not coming to Mass, not participating in the Eucharist. So we're really trying to encourage people to come back. We're trying to catechize and to evangelize, to uh, really open up the, the riches of our Eucharistic faith for everybody, not just for those who are there at church and and uh, who already get it, but, but for everybody, and even for those who are there, to help them deepen their own faith so they can live it more fully and really understand this, you know, as best as we can, this great gift that's been given to us. It is the body and blood, soul, and divinity of Christ. And so there's no greater treasure given to us on earth, and, and so we need to be uh, deeply immersed in the mystery of the Eucharist, and that's what this revival is about. Was this revival, did that kind of come up in discussions that you have with your brother bishops, like at the USCCB conferences in Baltimore and so forth? Is, was, was there kind of a wake-up call for the bishops on this? Well, I think, I think awareness of this has been growing over time, and it's, it's not that bishops haven't been doing anything about this. I think, though, as a conference, we were... Um, our attention was pointed towards some studies that were done recently. Uh, oh, in, in the last, I'm going to say five to seven years, that really documented that, that demonstrated statistically the declining number of people, not just coming to church, but a declining understanding of what the Eucharist is among practicing Catholics even. And so I think once, once that information was given to us, we realized or we, we, we decided as a body of bishops that um, it really was necessary for us as a body in a consistent and coordinated way to launch something, uh, this initiative or this, this pattern of teaching and, and encouragement that would help people to rediscover 
uh, our Eucharistic faith. And I think that's really what it's all about, to rediscover this treasure that's been given to us. So within the revival itself, I mean, there's, like you said, there's a um, appointed effort. There's an organized effort, if you will. We just finished the diocesan phase right. of the revival. Um, and we're, we're making our pilgrimage to Indianapolis for the, the main Congress. Now it's the parish phase right. of that. So tell us a little bit about um, this next year of the revival. Well, at the parish level, it's necessary uh, just in a, in a very ordinary day-to-day -day way to um, reiterate our Eucharistic faith, to, to invite people to enter more deeply into our Eucharistic faith. I just... Uh, asked a group of our priests from the diocese to um, take on the role of being Eucharistic preachers in mm. our diocese. So they will be available to go around to different parishes, to give uh, missions, to do retreats, to just simply preach on the Eucharist, even like for Sunday Masses, that kind of thing. So, you know, on, a, on an ordinary basis in our parishes, this is necessary. We're also asking each parish, if possible, to appoint a kind of team of people that would be able to foster uh, Eucharistic prayer and evangelization because really one of the big purposes of our Eucharistic revival is to emphasize evangelization as well. Mm -hmm. In fact, Pope Francis just the other day said that adoration of the Eucharist lies at the heart of evangelization in the life of the church and mm -hmm. you know, it was music to my ears when mm -hmm. I heard him say that and and it really is very, very true. I think the, the more we capture um, this Eucharistic faith and are living it vividly and, and vibrantly, the more we're then going to be able to go out and welcome people into mm -hmm. uh, the church and, and welcome them to share this faith that we've been given as a gift. So yeah. I, I think that at the parish level, it's more than just the big events, you know, the big uh, conferences and mm -hmm. diocesan initiatives. It's really just the ordinary stuff that we do on a day-to-day -day level at the at the parish. So our pastors are, I know they're working hard at this. Yeah. I know that they're very diligent and, and they're very zealous for the Eucharist. We're just trying to give them some more tools to make that happen. All right. Um, and we have just a real little bit of time, less than a minute. Um, but you've called for a diocesan synod as well. Right. And what is the purpose of that, briefly? Well, you know, it's the first synod we've had in, had in 70 years. And I just think that as a diocese, we need to look at uh, the situation that we're facing with parish life, with vocations, with evangelization. I think we have to really put focus on the mission that's been given to us to make disciples. You know, and, and we can't just be looking inwards, but we have to look outwards. And so we'll see what emerges. I, I'm not, I haven't pre-wired the thing. I haven't pre-programmed it. I've done a lot of listening over the past year uh, in meetings all over the diocese and gathered information. One of the things we found out was how important the Eucharist is to our people. And I knew that, but we just heard it again and again and again and again. And so we really want to emphasize that too. But we'll see. We'll see where the, where the Synod leads us or where the Holy Spirit leads us through the Synod. Well, Bishop, just really appreciate your time, uh, your witness as, as Bishop, but also a father to the people here in the diocese. Um, just really appreciate your 10 years. Very grateful for the, for the 10 years um, that you've been here and beyond that will come here. So thank you for your time on Real Presence Live. You're most welcome. I'm glad to be with you, and thank you guys. I appreciate what you guys do, too. You thank you. It's good to be with you. Thank right. you.
Well, again, we're broadcasting live from Rose Creek Golf Course at the 17th Annual Bishop's Charity Golf Classic. Uh, Rachel, our producer, is going to give us a little preview. This is a Monday edition of Real Presence Live. We're usually broadcasting Tuesday and Thursday. Rachel, what's going on tomorrow on Real Presence Live? Coming up on the next Real Presence Live, Tuesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, your host is Tim Mosier coming to you live from the Fargo studio. He'll be speaking with Father Ralph Wyman, a military chaplain and the author of the book Sacramentals, and members of the Core Christi missionary team will be sharing about their ministry in Fargo. All this and more is coming on the next Real Presence Live Tuesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. Thank you so much, Rachel. And Paul, we're, we're, uh, you can hear the golf courts. Golf oh, you carts can hear the golf carts. Up here. You can hear, uh, I mean, you, but you know you're at a golf course. I love it. <laughs> so we are about all systems go here at the Putt for a Purpose. Registration begins at 11 a.m. with a shotgun start at 12.30 p.m. Um, with 38 teams here at the Putt for a Purpose, which is, I think it only holds 36, so I think we're going to squeeze two extra two extra teams on the, on the team I boxes. don't know how, but we are. <laughs> <laughs> Just a beautiful, beautiful time. And thank you for all of our listeners. Um, for Everyone supports their, their local church, their, their diocese in a, in a different way. And uh, we just really appreciate your support. And we are blessed with, with Bishop Folda. And Bishop, could you give us a blessing to, to all of our listeners, all of those uh, across the listening area outside of the Diocese of Fargo? Uh, could you give us your blessing, please? Sure, I'd be glad to. Almighty God. We ask your blessing on all our brothers and sisters of faith, on all who are listening today through Real Presence, and all who are participating in the Pet for Purpose golf tournament. We pray for our young people in a special way. We pray that they will continue to grow in wisdom and faith and grace. We pray that the gift of faith will be passed on from generation to generation. May the blessing of Almighty God come upon all who are listening today, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you, Bishop Paul. It's been a, a real pleasure. Uh, Likewise. Enjoyed yeah, it. It's just a grace to I share. I don't faith. get to do this very often, so <laughs> this is this is kind of fun. It's fantastic. <laughs> Again, this is your host, uh, Blake Ritterman, and co-host Paul Braun. We're broadcasting live from Rose Creek. Uh, and pray for this event. Pray for all the events in your local church, your local diocese. There's so many people behind the scenes that the Lord is using as an instrument to bring about these great programs so that we can meet the Lord. Bishop talked many about you know meeting the Lord in, in the Eucharist and increasing our Eucharistic faith. Uh, uh, we ask that blessing upon all of you as you go forward in your day. <laughs> we thank you for your time, and we ask that the Lord will bless you, and have a great day. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.